Jazz Chronicles. My name's Chad. I'm Ronnie. And this is a Demon Slayer podcast. Today we're covering Season 2, Episode 7, or Season 2, Episode like 17 or something 14, like that. 14, yep. Transformation. Transformation. One thing I just thought of that I want to mention real quick. Uh, there's some podcasts that I listen to. I think they might still be doing that Zoom bullcrap. Because every time I listen to a new episode, they do their introductions and they'll be like, my name's Farquad. And then there's a long pause. And then the other guy will be like, my name's Gerabald. My name's Lord. And and I'm like, so I just want to give us a second to pat ourselves on the back. I feel like we're our intro is so tight, dude. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, guys, we drive approximately an hour and a half almost every day just to be able to record these yeah. we put a lot of time and effort into this. some people are like hey why do you guys not try and knock out more than you know 30 minutes so you don't have to do that every single day but yeah. it keeps it fresh in our mind it does it keeps us disciplined also check out the patreon patreon.com slash ronnie and chad help us out we put in a lot of work mm-hmm. my honda civic has 137,000 miles on it i have 120,000 on my truck <laughs> Anyways, transformation. What did you think about the episode? It's scary, dude. It did I don't get like creepy. seeing my little Nezzy like this. And then we'll get to that guy. I adore that guy. Which guy? You Just know kidding. who I'm talking about. <laughs> you adore that guy. The really? anorexic Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he seems like an incel. Makes a lot of sense that you do. No, okay. I, well, okay. I mean, you got me there. What I meant <laughs> to say was, I love. How scary he is. Okay, yeah, he is. He's very creepy. Very, very creepy. And the body type, that is the Mm -hmm. creepiest body type. That's scarier than a fucking six foot nine, four hundred pound jack person. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's the that's the point I was trying to make. Mm -hmm. Please put it on record. Ronnie does not support incels. No, not at all. What is the difference? Uh, Incel is that's just like Well, there's it's a processor and it's also a person that is the, the, the Joker whole, movie. But the whole thing the is like Joker they're movie. they're mad at the world, they're mad at women, they don't they haven't yeah. done the sex. Well, they might have done the sex once or twice, but like they don't they're just not good at Aren't doing the sex. Aren't they sexually frustrated though? Is that yeah, a yeah, part yeah. of the let me look and, that up. And they're mad at people that are hot and that get women. Mm-hmm. What is this guy mad at? Incel meaning. Okay. Look here, that up, Ronnie. Here's the definition of incel. A member of an online community of young men, <laughs> all right, who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually, typically associated with views that are hostile toward women and men who are sexually active. All right, yeah. glad that that uh, definition definitely excluded us. Oh yeah, yeah, we're out of the equation. We are now. not that. We are not that. But at all. I think that perfectly defines this demon. We'll get lit. We'll get more into it later on, but I think that was a good representation of it because, as we know, what does he say to Tengen? Pretty much exactly what Pretty that just Pretty much, described. yeah. He's just so, he, he's not part of an online community, it doesn't right. seem like. He gets mad at polygamy, which is just... The Wi-Fi where he was staying does not seem yeah, very the, good. Actually, that perfectly defined you, too, because you were also bitching about polygamy the past two episodes when I was like, well, they can do what they want, Ronnie. Yeah. They're, they're independent as well. I'm really worried that the further we get into this recap, the more and more I'm going to start supporting this guy. I will say that. So, we start off. We see cute little Nezzy, okay? 
She starts blooming in every aspect, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Her entire body's blooming with vines and flowers and not blowing other up those balloons in one yeah. breath. It's gonna take a few. She becomes of legal age in this episode. That's all I'll say. And uh, yeah, she's kicking Docky to the ground, and then we go into the OP. She just absolutely fucking stomps her into the ground, squashed her like a damn bug. It was awesome. And it leads, it leads us straight into the OP, which there's no better way to lead into the OP than seeing Nezuko fuck somebody up. But we come back, and she's still stomping out Daki. Or how do you say it? Daki? Daki? I think it's Daki. Okay. Um, Daki sounds like uh, how you would say tacky. it in a country. That's how it sounds like your family would say it. Right. Daki, yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, Travis, hey has y'all, gone. did you see Daki get stomped out the other day? Or the other day, we were talking about a, uh, a gambling casino chain around these parts called Haras. And when I said that, you acted like I didn't wasn't saying a word. And then you went, "Oh, you mean Harris? Yeah, I mean, we call it Harris. That's the same. We call it Harris down in these parts of towns. <laughs> Your family that says Harris are the same ones. You'd be like Daki. They Nezuko snap." <laughs> Stomped on Daki like you wouldn't believe. Nezuko. Imagine country people trying to say that or <laughs> thinking that's a word. That's what's so beautiful about you is you, you think you want to be a country boy, but here you are so uh, intertwined with the Japanese culture. Well, Daki, she's having problems because the regenerative powers of Nezuko are on par with an upper demon. And we see Nezuko's... Uh, toenails here she needs to go on one of our classic bro pedicure adventures she does our cute little sister's grown up and she's not taking care of her body mm-hmm. that's what it's looking like not to mention it would really i think help uh alleviate some of the looks that we get when it's just me and you that walk into those places if we took like a a younger girl that looked like our sister they'd be like oh that those guys are bringing Great their family yeah because me and you look like brothers to begin with well, so when we walked in, they'd be like, "Oh, those two brothers are bringing their little sister to get their yeah." Stuff. I don't think that's what they're saying in Vietnamese. <laughs> I think it's definitely something else. Um, yeah, we go back to Tanji though, where his haunted little siblings. Okay, like you, you call them haunted little siblings. They are kind of scary. Okay, that they're might, scary, dude. They are. This might be the scariest part of the episode. And they just all of a sudden, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure that out still. I don't know if it is connected with when um, Tanji realized that he might be a uh, a sun breather or what. But they've just appeared here late in the stages of season two and have they're like intertwined with his subconscious, Mm -hmm. and they they wake him up. Okay, they have to wake him up again. So every time he's in trouble, these little haunted demons come come from within. And right now it's just one, right? Right now it's just the little bro. But the bigger of the little bros. Yeah, he's probably. I would say he's the oldest. Uh, Isn't there the a looks real maybe small crumb eight, muncher that's eight years, around? 175 days, something like that. I thought you were giving me his weight. No. <laughs> eight years, 85 pounds. Yeah, about 85 pounds, yeah. He does, but then we go back to, to Nezzy, our cute little Nezzy. She's not so cute anymore, and she's pulling her inner gone. I know you never finished Hunter Hunter, but... She is losing her mind, just wailing, stomping, and not stopping whatsoever on Doki. And it was when she started stomping limbs off of Doki that, and she started smiling. Smiling. That's when I, the first part of the episode where I was like, 
Oh no, I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> it's like she's finally let. We saw uh, Yurokodaki when he put that little spell on her or whatever. Mm-hmm. He kind of like when he did the last thing he would ever do. The for last Tanji. thing he'd ever do for Tanji before he did seven other things. He that was like his way of basically taming her demon side. Yes. This right here is just like she's fully accepting being a demon. I think once the horn starts protruding out of your forehead, that is when whatever uh, you know, magical voodoo power that Urokodaki did place on her, that's when it's unleashed and it's like Right. You need to re up that. I th- every like now and then she needs to just go into hibernation like she did that first go round where she just slept for like 90 something or I don't even remember how many days it was a ludicrous amount she was so sleepy um she needs to re up on that every few years i think dude there was one time speaking of horns there was this girl in my grade i won't say her first name because she's probably listening to this podcast she seemed like the type that would love Ronnie and Chad but she oh, okay I'm gonna. I'm just. You're gonna have to really tell it good if you're not gonna give me a name to connect it with. I'll say her name's Emma. Her okay. last name was Horn. I'll, I'll give away the last name. I won't give away the first name. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. And uh, she used to uh, like this guy. His name was Phil. And I'll was say that his, first his name actual Phil. name? Not his actual first name, but his actual last name was Hughes. This is very confusing. Okay. So. So uh, we so anonymous Horn, anonymous Hughes. Yeah. Just know the last name. So we would say they started dating. And so we were like so young in elementary school, so we all would get together and be like, "Oh, uh, em- Hugh Horn, Emma Horny, here's a Hughes, here's a Hughes." Yep. I don't. What's that mean? Because like, there's a Dr. Seuss movie at the time. It was like Horton, here's a who. We were like, "Oh, Emma, Emma, Emma Horn, here's a Hughes," because <laughs> of the pun. It was terrible. <laughs> Didn't like it. You were not ready like to be a it. professional podcaster then. Dude, people loved it back then, man. It was the craze, dude. You should have heard us on the bus. Like, we all went crazy over it. The amount of times poor Emma Horn went home crying because, not because, I mean, the parents were ready for the horny one. They were like, oh, she's going to get hit with, oh, you're horny all the time. But when she came back home, just bawling her eyes out, being like, they're doing Dr. Seuss wordplay. <laughs> They're like, God. whoa, we did not. The kids are so clever. We did not expect this to be a problem. Yeah, we were like 10. We thought it was the funniest shit ever, dude. I would give anything to go back in time just to be able to laugh at that again. To continue to bully those kids. Yeah, it wasn't as funny when I said it out loud again. <laughs> so, yeah, she's gone crazy, dude. She has fully lost her mind. Um, Daki somehow gets up from this and straight up slices the head off of Nezuko with the scarf, just in limbs. Scared me. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. It's got the head and the limbs all in like one blow. Because when they first did it, I was looking to see. I was like, all right, we've seen a few different things. Like, um, Daki did the the scarf connection where it didn't actually get cut, but it was like off. And then Thomas the Train, he did something too, right? Wasn't he like decapitated, but it was a fake decapitation? We've yeah. seen this a few times where there's no, as fake soon as, as soon as he got decapitated, he was like, well, I've already fused with the yes, train. Yes, yes. Yeah, he was decapitated, but then that was the great <laughs> reveal that he was in fe- indeed a train. Yeah, that's where Thomas the Train <laughs> yeah. formed. Yeah. yeah, so that's where when I saw this, in my mind, just real quick, I was going through what kind of different vehicles and uh, Nezuko might have been, actually. There's another one, too. Rui cut off his own head yeah. right before Tanji actually did. Right. 
so it technically didn't kill him because he cut yes. off his own head yeah with the spider webs and then he just sewed loophole. it back on right so i was trying to say i didn't have coagulated blood at no point was i th- uh, thinking of that but i was glad to see that she's got that that thick blood are you talking about Nezco? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's because her demon art or whatever mm-hmm. has to do with blood, I guess. That's kind of how that whole situation... Because we saw her in the, the forest. Didn't she, like, set her blood on fire? And it, like, gave Tanji the upper hand or whatever? So she's able to do shit with just blood. Mm-hmm. So... But also just her moves. She is the most... She just has no regard for her own safety. That like that's her fighting style. It's just pure on goblin mode. Yeah, she is full goblin mode, and right here especially. Right now she's full goblin mode, and she doesn't. I would say if Tanji got in the way, she might even hit him. That's how goblin mode she's in right now. At that at this point, I didn't realize that though. At this point, I thought she was still just mad at okay. uh, Doki. Well, I, I just got scared because, like, well, holy shit, her tits just got, like, four cup sizes bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might make her, like, her hormones. Did I didn't even notice. It's funny. That might make, like, her hormones out of whack to where yeah. she just starts, you know, how women get when their hormones are out of whack. So, I didn't know. No, I, I, don't, I don't know about that either. No. So. I didn't notice any of that. Then, okay, they get kicked through houses and stuff, and Nezuko sees an innocent person bleeding from the arm. Which just gives her the urge to okay. feast. I mean, that woman, let's be honest, she was milking it a bit. Can we Milking agree? it? Her yeah. arm, it looks like her hand was broken in half. It did bleeding. not look like, okay, it definitely didn't look like it was broken in half. It looked like a small bit of shrapnel. Is it shrapnel or shrapnel? It's spelled with a P, but a lot of people don't use the P, so... So it's it's shrapnel. You can say shrapnel because that's how I hear a lot of people say it. But if you look up the spelling of it, it is with a p. So oh, so it is a p. It is a p. But people like it's pronounced without a p. It's like possum. You don't say the o in possum. Right. It could be that. So one you're saying situations. it has a t and a p. It does not have a t. It could be one of those situations where you pronounce it with a t, though. That's how. The... Well, I'll look that up. I'll look <laughs> okay, that up. Look because that ever up. since I said. Alzheimer's three times when referring to Alzheimer's. I mean, I, I've been gun shy. Yeah. I've been a little gun shy around here. I'll be honest. I'll say this: I say shrapnel because I know it's spelled with a P, but I do hear people say it with a T. Let me just see here. Here we go. Shrapnel. Shrapnel. Yeah, no T. So it is pronounced with a P. Okay. So yeah, anytime you hear people do that, just call them a fucking idiot. All right. Um, yeah. All she did, she got hit with a little bit of shrapnel, and you know, she. Uh, it's like, all right. Well, her hand looked like it was Calm like this down. right here. For those not watching, my wrist is bent like it's broken. It, no, that's his wrist it, is bent in a way that's just daintily laying there because <laughs> it's fully constructed still. Well, this lady's an old lady, Ronnie. Maybe she was not an old tolerance. lady either. Yeah. The, no. Anytime you're over the age of 30, you're old. No. So. When you're Asian like this, everyone knows you're young until you're like 75, and then you instantly become 130. That is true. Asian people do not age. It's like they... Until they do. Until they do, yeah. It. Uh, us white folks, we have problems with just looking old, mm-hmm. even when we're not. Except for me. If I shave off this beard, people people ask me, what uh, what's my locker combina- combination? Well, I've got it. <laughs> Um, so, well, I, <laughs> I misspelled saliva and it's spelled salvia. So I've okay. got Nezuko on a salvia trip here. Um, 
What is salvia? Is that a place? Salvia. No, salvia I'm is I'm learning a, all kinds of stuff today. Salvia is a plant drug that uh, if you smoke it, you just trip absolute balls. I asked if it was a vacation spot. <laughs> oh, you, you'll take a vacation if you smoke some salvia. Okay, I'll promise right. you that. Is that one of the ones you've done, Chad? No, I stay away from that one. <laughs> okay. I've seen people not do fun things on that one. All right. So, she's, I, I put here, though, she's literally losing her mind with salvia. So, yeah, <laughs> she would be. Is but, that one of those eating faces drugs? Like, where one second, you know, you're doing it, and the next second you're yeah. like, you're in some guy's garage as in eating his well, face? you can't really control your body too much. You're more just like having a seizure on the ground, I think. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, right when she's about to chomp down on this girl, though. Boom, we get the cantana of Tanji in her mouth. She's got another muzzle. You gotta muzzle her up. But he's got it sheathed. Yeah, he does. He does got it sheathed. Is it sheathed or sheathed? That one I'm very confident that it's sheathed. Okay. <laughs> Tanji literally has to fight off this beast now. She I mean, she's not too it's like she's a little bit weaker now because she lost some blood, but she's still going crazy. Yeah, and nothing, I mean... It's more so she's just hungry. And Tanji's still, you know, as he's using all of his energy that he can muster up to, you know, control her, he's still apologizing, saying that this was his fault. Right. Which seems like a conversation that could probably be had after she's, uh, you know, controlled once again. But no, he's also expending energy to be like... Nezuko, I am just—I am just so flipping sorry about this. <laughs> Which it kind of is—he told her don't come out because he was going to try to take care of this without having her have to fight. But no. this, I will go to my grave saying that this is Tengen's fault. <laughs> no, it isn't. Okay, whatever. I, T- as we Tengen, see here in a little bit, Tengen shows up just right on time. Okay? This is this is what's called a Ronnie recap. Let's do this very quickly to see how Tanji ended up in this situation. Boom. Tengen was going to steal a four-year-old and a maid to do this exact job that he's got Tanji doing. Then he makes Tanji dress up as a woman. Then he splits them all up into four different places. Then Tanji goes off on his own to find her. He finds uh, the upper six demon while uh, Tengen... Tries to slice up a scarf, and then he takes it's, well, five hours to get there. That was a belt worm. That was a belt worm. Yeah, he did. End of Ronnie's recap. Of, but, but, would it be as flashy if you showed up earlier? No, it would not. So he's got to be as flashy as possible. Flashably late. Flashably yep. late. Flashably late. I like that. Daki then returns, though. She's seeing this happen right now, and she's looking just absolutely pissed. She is more pissed than she's probably ever been in her life. She, yeah, I don't like, like the way she looks. Yeah, she doesn't look good, hot anymore, does she? No. She looks a little that, I was going to say it a little bit more elegantly, but yeah, that's what I was getting at. She looks like she's got another man living inside <laughs> of her now. So just in time, though, four hours after deliberation and just <laughs> dicking around, the flashiest <laughs> man arrived. He was lollygagging. He, he arrives. He does a quick slice. No one notices. Okay. He then calls Daki weak. Well, he does multiple quick slices because I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I noticed the uh, the scarf slices. I did not notice the main slice that he gets right. gets a hold of here. 
And that's when her head officially falls off after she's talking to him and straight into her lap. Then we go to the calling card. Which would be a bang-up poster, by the way. It would. Did you see the calling Mm -hmm. card? Yeah, for those who didn't see. It's Nezuko. It was Nezuko, all, I mean, super demoned out, but she... She Goblin mode. Pretty badass, I gotta be honest. She looks badass. And here's the posters you have to have of Nezuko. Okay. You gotta have her in miniature form. Cute little Nezzy. I don't really like muzzled her in miniature up. form. I do. I like her in miniature form, muzzled up. I'll be like, oh, that's my little sister. We just keep her in the I mean, we keep we do, her in the box. We've got what I think's the poster is this figurine that we have that sometimes I forget and really brings me joy when I slow down and think about it. It's her normal size, her hair flowing in the wind, still muzzled up. And just those eyes that will just melt your heart. That's the poster I need. I don't yeah. need her in miniature form. Well, I do because that it's one of those things. Like if the family comes over, they're like, "Hey, where's your sister at?" You're like, "Oh, she's just muzzled up in the box that we have, you know, inside over there." Um, and then the demon dad, just straight goblin mode. Those two. That's what I. So want. you don't need her in the figurine form. Well, I have a figurine of, of her. I don't need a poster that's of it. That's a fair enough point. Uh, then we go see though our boy Winitsu. Anytime he's asleep, that's what we're calling him. Yes. And Inosuke. They're finally starting to head to action. I don't know how they got <laughs> mixed away from Tengen. I guess he's so fast he just went ahead of him. But it's amazing how uh, Winitsu. If I sat down and did my top five Demon Slayer characters, how he might be in my top five. But Zenitsu's like no. def- he's se- is Zenitsu separate from Winitsu? He's sweeping in the basement. That's a song that I just made called Ronnie's Bottom Five. Okay. Anytime you're in the bottom of the five, you just hear this song on He's sweeping in the basement. Who would be down there with him, sweeping in the basement? Uh, of the show? That's a good question. Good question. Mm, I mean, Rengoku's dad. dad. Tengen is sweeping in the basement. <laughs> Rengoku's dad, probably. He, if he's not down there, he's uh, he's close. I mean, yeah. Thomas the Train is definitely he's, sweeping yeah. in the basement. <laughs> it's not a very long song. Well, the I, conductor, I the conductor too. Oh fuck the, that conductor! Yeah, the conductor for Thomas the Train is probably at the bottom for me. No, that's a very so, good. That's why I needed to sit down and think about it for a while, not on air, because that's a great point. So Tanji didn't even see Tengen chop her head off. He's amazed by it too. Um, then Tengen tells Tanji to get Nezuko under control because he can tell the battle is not over. And I don't know how he can I, tell that, but right. He can. And obviously, you've seen this before, so I can't really. Uh, my thoughts were like. Because they did something earlier when Nezuko, I believe, was stomping on Daki, where she flashbacked once again. She was like, um, she was like, this is like the last time I was in the fight. It was super quick. Do you remember what I was talking about? Yeah. She She's like in fire, basically, and she just sees two figures standing above her. Oh, shit. Okay, so. And I was, was I was like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like. Oh okay. wow, that seems super important that they just flew by. Um, I f- okay, yeah, that's got to be another Muzan memory. And so I thought when Tingen was acting like that, and he also talks about how weak Doc he was, I was like, surely the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, Muzan himself, isn't getting ready to moonwalk onto the screen. He did not. Okay, that'd be pretty cool if he did moonwalk on the screen. I mean, it would be. It'd be fucking awesome. It's just like the uh, the strong 
The strong mice. The mighty mice. Oh, if, no. that Nothing can be cooler than the mighty mice. The muscle mice. Okay. Muscle! What about the muscle mice carrying a muson into the frame? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, that would be one of the top ten anime betrayal. Yes, <laughs> that's what that would be. The top ten, <laughs> those videos, top ten anime betrayals. It's just uh, the muscle mice yeah. from Demon Slayer. Coming in at number one, the muscle mice working for Muzan Kabuchi all the long. Kometsu no Yaba, muscle mice. <laughs> God, the muscle mice rib. That would be a good poster. Just the muscle mice. Yeah, that it's an, it's interesting how like important to the integrity of the story the muscle mice are. <laughs> Where are they at this episode? Um, they got little legs, even though they run quick. They've got a lot of distance to mm-hmm. cover. Also, too, I don't I don't know if this is actually a thing or not. I could be completely off on it. You talking about that fire memory? Mm-hmm. Is is it Muzan's memories? Like Nezuko has some of that sun breathing too, or whatever in the in the fire blood. That's what I took. I, I took of. it as I was going deep. I was going deep in my thoughts and thought that Doki was talking about it like it was her memory, but it actually wasn't. It was Muzan, and I believe that. Or it could just be her memory. Either it one. could be. It could yeah. be, and it might have something to do with this brother of hers. Um, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's always every demon we saw so far. There's always like a little bit. They start to remember their human side, right? Pretty much. Yes, but except in for other Thomas ways, and Train. other ways it's been very ham-fisted, and it's like right as they're getting ready to die, they're like, "All right, let's take seven minutes and explain the backstory of right. this demon that's getting ready to die." This seems a little bit better. It's a little more clever, and like I said, I find the brother very, very creepy. Okay. And which I was gonna say I like him again, but I don't want you to hit me again with, "Oh wow, Ronnie likes the." Uh, Ronnie likes this guy in the show. I'm, I'm not going to say. I will say he's a creepy, like, interesting character. I'm not going to say. I mean, the Joker was a creepy, interesting character. Do I want to be like him? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> we have Tengen saying, just be unflashy and sing her a lullaby. So, I don't, I guess that is unflashy, right? <clears throat> Some I, yeah, a lullaby um, is. Well, the way that Tanji does it, very unflashy. God, he is not a good. He's singer, a terrible he? singer. Someone had to right. say it. I'm glad that both of us are. So he thinks of his mommy's little haunted family lullaby and starts singing it. Okay, it's the classic hushaby baby bunny on the hill song. Hushaby baby, tell me why your ears are so very long. But Nezuko what? does not like the way you're not he's singing. singing it much better than he is. Yeah, I didn't put any emphasis in it, but what is the what are the lyrics? Hushabye. It's not hushabye. Yeah, it is. Hushabye baby bunny on the hill. Tell me why your ears are so very long. <laughs> I, I'm pretty I, sure it's hushabye. I thought I, I pulled this up. Because uh, yeah, because think about it. I was hushabye baby it. in the tree. That's not how it goes. You. It's go, It's not hush. You thought it was hush by baby? It it's, is. No, it's not. It's hush, little baby. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> hush by. This one is hush by, though, I swear. I'm not lying on this one. Okay. Maybe it is. So she doesn't like the way she, he's singing. Neither do we. And she starts headbutting him. He grabs her hand and keeps singing with that terrible voice of his. 
and he's holding it up in the sky when finally it sends her into a haunted family flashback. Mm-hmm. She hears the beautifully covered song by her own mother. I mean, her mother's got a tremendous It's creepy. Dude, I don't know why. I, I hate that I feel this way. I really do. I gotta say it. But their whole family, other than them two, scare me. I don't like them. But you have to admit, though, it is soothing. But it's a creepy it's a, cre- it's a It's the kind of song, yes, she sings it lovely. Okay, she sings it lovely. So does Tiny Tim when he sings Tiptoe Through the Tulips. But There's if, nothing creepy about If Tiny it's Tim. dark outside, all right, or inside, and I'm going somewhere, by me, myself, and I, or maybe one other uh, companion, and I start hearing that, watch out. Yeah. Watch out. Not, hey, you know what you're doing? Not taking the trash out. Watch out. You tell no. you that. At night, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Not doing it at night. No way. I'll wait till the morning. So. And I am definitely turning on the TV and watching some sort of YouTube. I'm going down some t- sort of YouTube rabbit hole to take my mind off of it. Yeah, it's, it's her and her mom walking together through the forest. This is like four-year-old, three, four-year-old Nezuko. Okay, this is a way back. We're throwing it way back here. She asks, as a dumb little kid would, about her brother's red eyes and is wondering, are his eyes red because he ate red berries when he was in your belly? Which is, (laughs) it is a cute little thing to say. It's a cute little thing to say. It is very cute to say. And her mom, of course, this is when the mom doesn't become creepy, though, when she kind of laughs about it. it. It went out of the creepy phase, in my opinion. And she just laughs and thinks it's cute. And then that's when we come back to present time where Nezuko is bawling her eyes out. She then shrinks back to her cute little innocent miniature Nezuko form Mm -hmm. and starts to take a nap. Yeah, someone called Tom Brady Deflategate. (laughs) It was. She deflated pretty quick. It was like a needle just popped right into her. I don't know if you had the volume turned up, but it went like this. It sounded like this. Right. Yeah. You were right on that one. It sounded like a very silent fart, for sure. Tengen, though, and this lady start getting into an argument on whether she's an upper rank or not. So she's got her her head in her lap, and she's sitting there arguing with Tengen, saying, no, I really am an upper rank. Like, you're the joke. I'm... I'm no joke. <laughs> Even though I'm holding my own head right now, you're the joke. And she's crying, like just absolutely swearing that she's an upper rank, throwing a temper tantrum. And Tengen cannot believe that she's actually throwing a tantrum right now. Well, I couldn't really either. I was like, where is this side coming from? Because she hadn't she hadn't shown me any yeah. of that before. And then he's like, wait a minute. Her body's not even disintegrating. What's going on here? She starts crying for her brother when all of a sudden a demon appears. As Tengen goes to slice off his head, not only does he just appear, he starts forming out of her body, right? Torso? Yes. Forming out of her torso, Tengen goes for the quick just snip it, but boom, the guy somehow dodges and has already healed her head. He's already just like basically put it back on. Yeah, acting like Tengen's not even there, just really being a good big brother, I have to say. Yeah, he is. He's being a great big brother. He heard somebody was bullying his little sister, and he's there to help. Like the third compliment I've paid this guy. Tengen's thinking in his own head, though. This man's reflexes are beyond belief. 
this is where, you know, or maybe 10 years did you consider the fact that you're just not that sick with it? This guy, okay, and then this is where I put here too. We mentioned it earlier. This guy has the body of like a grim reaper, kind of. Like a skinny, it's just, this type of body is always just terrifying. Elementary school nurses gasped worldwide when they saw this young man's spine. Yes. This is level three scoliosis. The gr- yes. Well, how, what would we call this guy? As far as what, the like grim, his name? Yeah, I was thinking of oh, some, okay. some name with scoliosis in it. Uh,. I don't know. Work on that though, because I like it. Scoliosis Skeletor. No, that's not. <laughs> yeah. Scoliosis Scholastic. No. I don't, we'll think of something. We'll, we'll think, think of, something. of it. All I know is if he walks in and holy you know. scully. <laughs> yeah. I like that. One, holy though. scully. Yes, yeah, so this guy's creepy that's, as fuck. That's what the nurse says <laughs> when she starts. <laughs> You can't. Before, you know, he just stands up. They can't see, and then they go, "Okay, okay, little boy, uh, bend over. Let me feel your." And they don't even have to feel the spine. He just bends over, and they go, "Holy scully! <laughs> <laughs> Holy scully! Get yeah. this kid in a back brace." Yeah. What do you have to do if you have uh, what do you even call that word again? Say that one more time. Scoliosis. Yeah. What do you even have to do with it? I don't know. That's a good question. I never had that though. I think I think uh, yeah. I don't know how it works. I'm pretty sure I played basketball with a kid one time, um, who had like a minor version of it. And like, if he wasn't playing sports, he didn't have to wear a back brace. But then he did wear like a back brace underneath his jersey when playing basketball. Interesting. Hmm. He wasn't very good. I was pretty much one of the top three players in every rec team I ever played on. Because all of them had sco- all your teammates were scolied out. That's because yeah, that's because at least two teams per year had some of that holy scully, and uh, the other ones were in wheelchairs, and that guy was in. And the other ones were just not athletic at all, but their parents were like, "Well, you need to do something on the weekends. You need to do something." That when I was a little kid, there was this guy on my basketball team that wanted he like refused to wear basketball shoes, so he wore hiking <laughs> boots one game. <laughs> and his parents were like, "Yeah, he just won't wear any other shoes besides." He doesn't these. like basketball shoes. My dad was like, "So he's wearing those?" They're like, "Yeah, those are the only shoes he wanted to wear." We're like, "All right, all right." So I'm not sure if those are regulation for the hardwood court, but let's play ball. So this holy scully of a man, he talks like he's dying. Okay, every word that he Such says. Such a creepy voice, dude. Yeah, he does. This is a very well done creepy voice. I want voice actor. I'm is, assuming you were doing sub. Yeah. So I started in sub. This was another one of those where I was like, okay, what is that? I would like, like to hear it in dub. Creepier. Really? I think creepier. So it's kind of like the Ryuk situation. Ryuk in uh in Death Note and Sub. Yes. Yeah. In sub, yeah. he's like Kind of creepy, not really, but in mm-hmm. dub, he's creepier. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot yeah. like that, actually. Okay. He just, he kind of does this thing. Uh, what is it? He has asthma. Do you, do you remember? Wow, this is a big time pool. Everyone strap it on. Do you remember the eels that uh, accompany Ursula in The Little Mermaid? Oh my goodness, I do remember <laughs> They they kind of talk like this, yeah, yeah. and okay. so does Holy Scully. 
I've got to go back. To, I have to go back to watch that again because you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's been so long. Right. It's my it's my dad's favorite film. Disney That's film. awesome. Lars is such an awesome dude. He really is. That's one of the funny family stories we have. Is we were all sitting around uh, one evening, and my sister was there, who is I believe now thirty four, and. We were talking about Disney movies, and my sister said something about The Little Mermaid. My mom went, ah, that one is one that I never saw. And my dad goes, in all seriousness, he goes, <gasps> you've never seen The Little Mermaid? And she goes, no. He goes, oh, you've got to see it. It's one of the greatest ones of all time. <laughs> and it was like Disney Plus had come out like three weeks ahead before, and he's like, we're watching it right now. And all six of us, uh, all above the age of 20, sat there and watched The Little Mermaid. Still holds up. It does. I guarantee you it does. A lot of those do. I saw, I walked in on my sister watching The Beauty and the Beast live action. Um, okay. And dude, With, yeah, yeah. Emma Watson. Yeah, it was a, God, there was a tearjerker. Oh, really? Point. Have you seen it? The live action or just Beauty the live and the Beast action. itself? Ah, I can't say that I've seen the live okay. action. You, why, well, I won't spoil it. You're a live action guy. Not you saw, really. You saw all the live actions. That's the only ones you I've s- seen is that s- one in Aladdin. Okay, okay. But well, I didn't even see Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> but, I saw five minutes of it. But both of them had a lasting impact on you, from what I can tell. <laughs> the uh, Aladdin, uh, I saw it in the theaters. Are, are you? For, what was the? What was the tearjerker in Beauty and the Beast? Dude, the fucking... I believe it's. I believe. Let me check real quick. Yeah, it's a sixty-seven-year-old uh, film. I think you can maybe can spoil it. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Beauty and the Beast. It's above the retiring age. I'm like, I don't want to spoil it. Um, uh, what's it called? The teacup almost shatters. <laughs> I love God. What an amazing thing to think of is. But the you, candlestick saves it. You walk. You walking into a room to watch five minutes of the live action Beauty and the Beast and finding yourself getting emotional about the teacup getting ready to... Because it was calling for its mom, but like the mom had already like moved on. Oh, wow. By the way, life. we might have just done a dick move, Beauty and the Beast, 1991, and it's actually only 30, really? 31 years old. 32. Really? Only that old. Wow. We just... Sorry, Sorry guys. <laughs> Sorry. We'll put a warning out. This guy's creepy. He <laughs> he comments on how hot and tall Tengen is, saying he's well above six foot. And it bothers him that the ladies must be all over him. So If he only knew, which he will here in a second. These siblings might be a problem, though. Okay, Anytime you got a guy talking like that and he's willing to do anything for his sister, and he's talking about you know, being bothered. He sounds like a school shooter, like he might just go mm-hmm. in somewhere and shoot something up. And does it make it any better when they come out of their sibling? No. Yeah, when they're storing them in the torso of their sibling. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I wild. bet it furthers the bond even yeah. more so. She tells him these demon slayers and, and, uh, and demon, talking about Nezuko, bullied her and to make sure that they all die. And this guy seems like a good big bro. Like he's willing to kill all of them just for his sister. Um, and then he mentions his name. His name is... Tough one. Will you say it? Gyutaro? Gyutaro. Yes, that was perfect. Thank you. He uses sickles, okay? He pulls out his sickles. He's got two of them. Another very cool part about this guy. 
And they're, the redness in them looks well, really yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he stole them from his sister. Like, if she went to the doctor right now, they'd be like, well, you're actually missing two pretty yeah. vital and part uh, organs. Sickle cells or whatever. Yeah. And then they'd look at the red and be like, well, actually, he's holding them right there. Those are what you're missing. <laughs> and they act as boomerangs, too. Even cooler. He, like, throws them and they, like, just boomerang around and come back to him. It's like part of a rib cage. <laughs> then Tanji outside. Tanji obviously sees that something bad's going on. But Anosuke and Winitsu show up, and Tanji asks, is he asleep? <laughs> yes! Keep him asleep forever! Yeah! I was, every time he's on the screen, honestly, he's one of my top five favorite characters when he's Winitsu, but it's also some of my least favorite viewing experiences, because the whole time, I'm on the edge of my seat, like, worried that he's gonna wake up. Right. I, it, like, yeah, you can't enjoy the moment. Anosuke <laughs> started yelling, and I was like, shh. Be quiet, quiet. <laughs> how, funny, how funny is that that Inosuke and Winitsu, the sleepings in Itsu, are just awesome together because he doesn't say a word and Inosuke just says everything. Right, right. I'm just like, inside voices, inside voices. <laughs> uh, You're at a 10, let's bring it down to a 4. And Inosuke is always at a 10. He's never Yeah, quiet. that's the bad thing. So Tengen mentions three wives to this guy who is an absolute... I'm using the word, Mm -hmm. incel, and starts to lose his mind, and he starts using the flying blood sickles. That's his demon art. Tengen, though, he throws down some type of explosives. I will say, you did use the word incel, but you also forgot to mention the part where he claws at his face because of... (laughs) Right, so he's an an emo cell. Mm -hmm. Emo incel is what he is. Do emos claw at their face? Might no, be wrong. I think one. emo is just more of a lifestyle. You're actually, I mean, that's some serious 2003 thinking from you right there, Chad. So, Tengen, though, what are these explosives? It's not that a he phase, Mom. What are these explosives that he throws down? I'm not exactly sure. They're like marbles, kind of. They oh, look yeah. Like marbles. Um, yeah, I thought those were another, you know, just stupid move. Like, oh, yeah, just throw explosives inside this house. Well, he, he does it, and it sends him to the bottom floor where he's able to save the humans next to him, too, Ronnie. Well, How, well he, doesn't really say, he doesn't really save those humans. Or those humans don't deserve saving. I'm actually not so mad that he exploded the house. That was a fine move. Because if anyone is still in this house at this point, they deserve to die. How are those people right beside him supposed to get out of there, though? They were on the bottom floor. Everything's going on up no, top. No, 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 no. They were right beside him. No, after he fell down through the floor. Are you sure about that? The movie, yeah, the movie is he's on the second floor. He throws the uh, explosives, which create a f- hole in the floor that he okay. then drops down to. And then uh, what? what uh, Holy Scully goes, oh, on the first floor, I see. And then these two are just like, well, we just, uh, we're just staying here. <laughs> I thought one of them had like a broken leg. No, that that's too kind of you to think that. <laughs> okay. Even even if they were injured, the other one, there's been enough time to, for them to at least get like True. a couple houses down. True. Well, that's when Tingen throws the grenade marbles again. Okay, and he throws it right at both Sickle Cell, Holy Scully, and Daki. But she uses her scarves, protects him now. So now they're like a duo, which is pretty damn dangerous. She was dangerous on her own, but. The fact that this guy's around. Well, what were are we supposed to believe that? Because I don't know if you caught this. He is the one that's actually the upper six demon. 
Right. Well, no, no, no. That's when they say this right at the okay, end. Okay, tell me what they said. They say we are actually two people in one. Okay. So they're both... Right. They're basically like because there one was, person. There was a moment where it shows his eyes too, and it also does the caption that they do um, for those upper demons, and it said for him upper six as well. Right, so, so, so like, they both technically are, but they're as one person. She's just the weaker side of it because they, they both said that at the end. It's like, oh, the unique thing about us is that we're two people in one. <laughs> right, right, which is, wow, creepy. You know the family talks about them. Yeah. At the family reunions. And then, but she's on his back, though, using the scarves. It looked cool as fuck, this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, they're they're frightening. I'm almost kind of bummed that they're so together because this guy in himself, like, let him shine a little bit. Yeah, well, that that is the cool thing, though, is they're not, like, he came out of her. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not like he's stuck inside of her. Right, that is the cool part. He's not like conjoined with her. It's not like conjoined twins. Have you ever seen those? Right. So something, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And I'm wondering if they're going to reveal. He obviously seems very sickly. And I'm just wondering, I can't wait to see at what point they were like, all right, man, get inside your little sister now if you want to continue to live. Right. Or if it like happened that, or were you saying like before he was a demon or while he was a demon? Well, I'm, (laughs) yeah, it makes way more sense if, uh. It was after the demon part. I don't. I don't know if we've got the technology in the regular human world for to put a uh, an older brother and a little sister. So I imagine there was some okay. sort of demon blood art going on. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's and just the fact that they are an upper, like together. Like, does Muzan is he just okay with that? Like, did he is he the one that did it? He's like, yeah, I want both of you to be one demon. I don't right, know. Right. Right. Because it's definitely like. It's not a, uh, this isn't a situation of a 6 plus 6 equals 12. This is a 3 plus 3 equals 6, right? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I don't know, though. It makes sense what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, yeah. why, if Muzan could do that, why don't more demons do that, you know? Unless it was, like, just a weird scenario. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see, I hope that they go into it a little bit, because I do think this is a, uh, an interesting character that they could do all sorts of different things with, whether they want to give me backstory on it or if they just want to have fun with it in the present. I'm fine with either. Well, it seems to be, though, if you think about it, they thought that it was an upper. Mm-hmm. We've seen the last upper fight between Rengoku and Akaza, and that was fucking intense. It sure so was. Now we're getting another upper fight. It better be intense. But we did see where, like, at first, he was just like, oh, that was a weak upper. And usually when they say that, and then the the bigger one comes, it's like, oh, it's on. The fight's actually on now. Oh, that's T- true, yes. But yeah. it, also, that's also why I don't like Tengen, as he came in and said a line like that, like, ugh, weak. After, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is Tanji and Nezuko really loosened the lid for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Nezuko. She kicked ass. She did. That was awesome. Fun episode. I can't wait to see where we go from here. Yeah. So you can follow us at Ronnie and Chad. Oh, but I'll mention this too. Yeah, mention Demon it. Slayer. I did see where in April season three comes out. So we'll be able That's to. That's going to be great. It'll timing. end just in time. We'll pretty much have it done just in time to, for the new That's going to be great timing. That's a beautiful that, uh, you know, anime can do that where it's just like, by the way, 
couple weeks. No, we're Ronnie, doing it. it's been announced many times. You just don't keep up. <laughs> Their anime is very good at <laughs> announcing. <laughs> Uh, and those of you that are big Attack on Titan fans, we will be reacting to the trailer and putting that on the YouTube channel. That's the thing too. That's probably already happened. Mm, oh, you're right. This. Oh yeah. If you're if you're listening, that's already up. So check out the YouTube for that, and we'll have a preview out podcast and a podcast yeah. of the actual show when it comes. Not out. Not to gloat so much about our podcasting uh, prowess, but. Depending on when you're listening to this, either it's already posted or will be posted, you've got the end of Demon Slayer Season 2, reactions for Cyberpunk the entire uh, season, one and only season. You have a two-year montage of Attack on Titan from all our best mm-hmm. hits covering the whole series thus far. You have a preview and the Attack on Titan yeah. coverage and reaction. Oh my god, dude. You have a lot. So, Holy fuck, that being said, players. we don't really know if that's the best... Uh, the best montage we have that was given to a couple fans of us, uh, Catherine and Argentina. They helped out getting those clips together. Are you we got to arguing shout them out. that they didn't do the best moments. No, I'm saying they did a lot of good ones. I'm saying me myself, I don't know if I collected from all of their info, all of the correct ones, but I tried. Okay, oh, so okay. I'm shouting them out. This thank you for giving us those clips. Gotcha. All right, I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.